Welcome to episode 29 of Gavin with the Gala Sisters. You're going to spend the next few hours with us, so we advise you to get a cup of coffee, tea, juice, water, or your drink of choice, and maybe a snack. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rhea. And we're the Gala Sisters. We're actually Irish twins. Yeah, which means we're 15 months apart for West. So I'm going to put the regular warning in here that there are going to be spoilers about uh, Santa Claus and the, the ice cream bunny, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> and... We also might swear, so if you have sensitive ears, this may not be the podcast for you. Uh, yeah, so you've been forewarned. You you have to watch this at least once. We'll let you know how to watch it below. But, I mean, I guess this is kind of one of those ones you don't really need to see before you listen. Because it's just kind of terrible. It's a B-movie. I mean, it's like epic B-movie. But you should watch it if we get the chance. And you enjoy our podcast. So you may know us from YouTube as the Gala Sisters. However, we are going to do things a little more casually around here. So, so with, with that, we'll take a look at Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Yes, this is a real movie. Rhea, who speaking now, discovered this through her love of riff tracks watched a version of it and wanted to tear her hair out. Mm, yeah, it made its debut on Rift Tracks on December 17th, 2010. However, the version we watched is not the same version that Rift Tracks showed. And we'll get into mm -hmm. what I mean by that in a little bit. Okay, so first of all, what the fuck just happened? I don't understand the fucking plot. It was so dumb. It was like, Santa stuck in the middle of Florida. It's like a complete mind fuck. And it leaves you thinking, who the fuck is Santa? Why? Why is he there? Which, what movie am I watching? Wait, there's two plot lines. What the fuck is an ice cream bunny? What? Why is there like a carnival worker or something? Why is Santa, like, mind-manipulating children? That's a little fucking terrifying. So I guess he, like, took a nap or something, and he, like, so telepathically summoned children? So, it starts out with Santa, and he crash lands or something like that in a beach in Florida, and his reindeer get overheated and abandon him there. They fly away. Bye, Santa. Fuck you. We're gonna leave you. Bye. And so he's stuck there on his sleigh, and I guess his feet are glued to the sleigh because he can't leave it. I'm joking. That's not actually true. But for some reason, he's just like, burp, 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 burp. I can't leave this sleigh. So he's in this, this beach that looks like it's like fucking 100 degrees weather there, and he's wearing his Santa suit. His Santa suit, which is for winter, and he falls asleep. And then, like Ray was saying, he telepathically summons children, including Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Why were Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn there? Joe Doe. That's pretty fucked up. And weird. It's so weird. I just don't understand. I think this is up there with Cemetery Sisters as far as movies. When I grade my movies, they all get graded. We'll do Cemetery Sisters another day. And this movie isn't that old. It came out in December of 1972, and it looks like it's from 1945. So boring. I didn't even know what it... it so, like, he, like, tells the children a story. Now, in the 
Rift Tracks version, he tells him, like, to never give up hope, he tells them um, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. But in the version we watched, he tells them the Thumbelina. So. <laughs> no, it's like a movie within a movie within a movie, because there's, like, a chick walking around. Yeah. And then, like, what the hell? So. He's stuck in the sand, and the children are trying to get him out, and they bring all these animals. Like pigs and cows. And and some of the animals were real that they grabbed, but some of them were, like, a dude dressed as a gorilla. What the hell was that? I mean, what the fuck? And so the children are getting discouraged because they can't get his sleigh out of there and in order to boost their spirits. He tells them a story, and then the majority of the movie is the story. Now, because it's been a while since I've seen the Jack and the Beanstalk version, I think we can talk about the Thumbelina version instead. Mm-hmm. So then you're, like, teleported off to this, like, other land, and there's a chick singing, like, Oh, I wish I was Thumbelina. But first, she's on a roller coaster. And, like, a, like, a, like, a, she's, like, like, the, like, like, the state fair or something, and she, like, walks around and then she like goes this like exhibit and then she like listens to, like the story of Thumbelina. Like what? what? And then she becomes Thumbelina. Yeah, it's the same it's the same actress. And the chick actually kind of can sing. Kinda. She's not terrible. It's not horrible. And the acting is mediocre at best. The costumes are pretty awful, but they're not as bad as Santa Claus versus the Martians. Oh, God, I don't think anything. Santa Claus versus the Martians was a snooze fest. This is actually quite hilarious. <laughs> we're like, so like what, what is happening? Why are we watching this? I really don't know. We were laughing hysterically the entire time because, I mean, it's just, what? <laughs> what? Huh? And <laughs> I... And they even have a big bowl that she goes and sleeps in. I mean, like no, no, a walnut shell. Yeah, it was a walnut shell. In the book, it's yeah, a walnut shell. and it was it was kind of cool. I thought that that was kind of cool. That some of the props were actually mediocre compared to what we're used to, but they weren't so horrible. And it, like, so there was a movie within a movie within a movie. Am I incorrect on that? No, and it. It doesn't make sense. Wait, I thought this was about Santa. Not wait. No, it should be titled Thumbelina then, because they shouldn't have titled it Santa. I don't understand why they did. And he like tells them this like story, and it's it's it, it it's just so stupid. It's just one of those where you're like, wait, I'm sorry, wh- wait, what? Like, wait, what? why did this reindeer just leave him there? I don't know. And then Santa is very strange. He gives these speeches out in the middle of the desert, and they zoom in on his hand at one point. And we're like, like wait, what, are they, what is he going to do? Is he going to, like, smack the children with it? Like, I mean, what is, is some, are we supposed to read his palm or something like that? Why are we looking at the I palm of his know. hand? And then they zoom in on a palm tree. And we're like, what is happening? What? A, a very interesting palm tree. Wow. And he, he gives these, like, weird speeches. And, of course... Cannot forget about how it opens with his slave children making their, uh, I mean, elves making the toys toys. and singing the terrible song. They're like, Santa's not here! And we're like, oh my god. And the stock stock footage. (laughs) It's so bad, and I have no idea. I still don't know what happened in that movie. I don't know, and I I just... For my um, Mystery Science Theater fans, it's kind of like Final Sacrifice. I have no idea what happened, but I've seen it like 50 times and I couldn't tell you. It's mildly fascinating because it's such a mind fuck. You're like, wait, what am I watching? What wait, just happened? Why did it change movies? Wait, 
why so then Thumbelina ends and then they cut back to that chick and she's like back on that like slide again yep she's on the slide and at the theme park at the fair or whatever it was and then like it then it cuts back to Shanta with the children and you're like wait I'm sorry what is going on how many damn movies are in this theater it's a movie within a movie within a movie and I'm just like what I mean, it's kind of like Cemetery Sisters, again. Mm -hmm. But, like, what? Why is... What? Who wrote this? They should probably be... um... The dialogue is a lot more interesting than Santa Claus versus the Martians, though. I mean, Santa's so weird. Oh, oh no. I have to quickly put back on my Santa suit. Santa can't be caught without his coat on and his belt. I mean, it's, it's a little... It's a little pervy. It's a little creepy. It's a little bit of a pervy it's, movie. I don't. It's a little with weird. That. And Thumbelina, you know, makes her rounds with all the weird people and finds the mole. Yeah, and gets a, she nearly gets engaged to the mole, and, and then marries the prince. And mm. we're like, okay, yeah, Yay, we she found the prince. Woohoo! And it's okay. Well, that happened, and that was that story was really quite long. And then ice cream. Okay, and the way he arrives is like he, I think he's like a carnival worker or something, and they like drive, they like get this old fashioned like fire truck. Is yeah, that what it was. And it, and the thing is, the sound effects are all human voices, mm-hmm. like 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 for a for a pig and roar for a bear, and the, when the dog barks, it's, ruff, 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 it's a person saying it. It's not real, which <laughs> I don't, I it's what what horrible. But yeah, you hear the and it lasts forever. And so there's a few like it's, okay, so the road is wet, obviously where they are, and mm. they keep showing like someone's feet like pushing it, mm-hmm. and it keeps happening and happening and happening. And of course, you and I are just laughing hysterically. They obviously cut out parts where the fire engine got stuck, and they had to push it, and then you can still see feet that I pushing it. A couple of oh, times. me too. And so the ice cream bunny has all of the children stacked on top of the fire engine. The dog. Probably like 20, 30 children. I guess the dog summoned the the bunny. Yeah. And the bunny is like, he's driving and he's like, I'm a fucking boss. Look at me. I'm a boss. I'm going down this street. I'm going to go help Santa. Yeah, look at me. I'm going. And he just keeps going. And he's got children around him. And I just kind of expect him to pick up a electric guitar and start shooting guns in the air and then like so it takes like probably like forever for that fire truck to get there yeah and it again you're just like why is there a man in a bunny costume coming <laughs> what <laughs> where did they find this good i think I, I said i think he's supposed to be at the carnival because they drive I think so. like a carnival Wait, that's the same carnival at the chick who played. I think so. I bet it was. Okay, well. See, power positivity, guys. If you are positive enough, a man in a bunny suit surrounded by children will come help you solve all of your problems. It was just very hilarious. We're like, wait, what? So then he says, yo, what's up, Santa? How can I fucking help you, man? He says, I need a ride to the North Pole. And the children say, oh, please, please, send it to the North Pole. And he says, all right, get in my fire truck. We going to the North Pole. How the hell would you drive to the North Pole? There's a few problems with that. One, it would take, like, probably about 20 years to drive there. 
too. You cannot, you cannot drive directly from, the, from Florida all the way to the North Pole without hitting water. And then the children go, oh no, his sleigh is still here. What is Santa going to do with our sleigh? And then boom, bing, it, it goes to the North Pole. Okay, so why couldn't the sleigh go to the North Pole with him in it? Please explain. Or, like, let's say it needs to go where Santa is. Why didn't he step off from the sleigh, use his legs and walk, and get on a bus? Or get on a plane? Almost sounds plausible. Very plausible. Or buy a car. Also sounds rent very one. plausible. But yet, we have to make it as ridiculously stupid as humanly possible. I'm still scratching my head about Why would somebody, first of all, this why one. the heck did somebody make this? Who made it? doesn't it? make any Who sense. Who made it? Who directed it? So, it was directed by R. Weiner. And then the film within the film was directed by Barry Mann. It was written by that R. Weiner, Weiner, Weiner. <laughs> and then it was produced by Barry Mann. And it starred uh, Jay Clark. And it was narrated by Dorothy Brown Green. What about the other version? Uh, so, the looks like both... I think that the film within the film was written by Barry Main, both one, both or Mayon was by both of them, but the music was done by different people for each one. It's distributed by RS Film Enterprises Inc. Ooh, what? People sound like idiots. It's atrocious. It's I would this one might be the worst. The worst Christmas movie ever. I don't know. I still think that Santa Claus versus the Martians is the worst because it is so boring. This one might be the worst because it's actually mildly interesting. But like it doesn't but the stories don't fit. Like no I make what it's like they had like this idea and then they didn't know what to do, so they decided, well let's just make another stupid movie within a movie. <laughs> That's so funny. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would you do this? Please stop and Santa, how can you be so dumb to crash in Florida? I mean, it, it's not unusual to have more than one version of the film. That's actually not unusual. No, it's not. The Clue movie is kind of like mm -hmm. that. Okay, really nerding myself a little bit. So yeah, Jay Clark was the Santa Claus. And yeah, I, I'm like, wait, is this the Pied Piper? Is it Pan that's calling these children? I mean, that's kind of what I we were thinking know. at one point. We had to look it up exactly because we did, didn't understand. And it's okay if you don't understand a movie, look it up because maybe you'll understand it Yeah, better. so this uh, had no budget. <laughs> this film had, shockingly had no budget. That's probably why it's so bad. Yeah. And I think they had fun doing it. They mm. seem like they enjoyed it, doesn't it? Don't they, doesn't it seem like they enjoyed it? Yeah. Was this worse than Nanos, The Hands of Fate? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those so bad it's good. Manos like got... Like too. Oh, God, yes. Manos can get a little uh, boring at some parts. Yeah. I mean... But this... This does, too. The little Thumbelina part gets a little boring. It's kind of dry. The Jack and the Beanstalk. The Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, the Jack and the Beanstalk one is kind of like that too. From what mm -hmm. I remember, it's been years since I've seen that version. I couldn't find the version. I looked for it. Yeah. 
Sometimes in some of these really, really weird, obscure movies, even finding them is very hard to do mm -hmm. because YouTube only has so much. That's very true. And a lot of these bad, 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 no budget, but really low budget ones we do watch on YouTube. I mean, you guys have seen it. You've seen what we linked down below. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a movie that is as just strange. Like there's not, a, is there a plot? No, there is no plot. No, Santa's trying to get back to the North Pole. That's the plot. But they could have done the movie in five minutes. No, they had to make him really stupid. They had he to... just couldn't fucking figure it out. I thought his feet were glued to the sleigh at one point. Yes, it was what it kind of seemed like. And he kept standing up in there and giving speeches. Ah, I am a, I am the new governor of Florida. Everyone come listen. I'll telepathically summon you with my mind. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this was very not good. It very was not very, good. It was very it bad. Was very it was very not good. One of those, I agree. It was one of those movies where you're like, okay, seriously, why did I watch this? I think we say that a lot on this podcast. So, like, why would I watch this movie? So that we can talk about it later, but how terrible it was. I don't know. I think there's, I mean, there's better versions of Thumbelina I've seen. Yeah, me too. But this one was just very, like, just nobody, it's like, they must have all, you know, like, had a bunch of cold medicine because nobody emoted. Um, Santa tried. <laughs> he tried. He tried. He and then we had to zoom in on his hand. Was he going to, like, some of these? Uh, decisions made by the cameraman are just very, or the director, I guess, are very, very weird. Why? Back in the day, people's depictions of Santa are just so fascinating and so bizarre and so weird. Santa is a very, very interesting character. If you care, stay tuned to our YouTube channel for our Christmas Day video. You will find it very very interesting. And you know, this is one of those movies where you just wonder why you spent a bunch of time. We spent an hour and 35 minutes watching it. You really do. What? What just happened? I think I lost some brain cells <laughs> watching that. But it was also mildly interesting. Especially my favorite, favorite part is where the ice cream bunny is rolling down the street. Mm, mm, yeah, look I, at me. I got, I've got all the children with me. Now, if I found out that my child was hanging around with these weirdos, I would not be happy. And the children just sit there in the sand. They're just like, hey, what's up? Okay, let's all listen to Santa. If when we were little, would, would we have stopped and listened to some guy who was like, I'm Santa. We probably would have ran screaming. I remember when we were kids and the Southdale Santa um, was eating uh, lunch in the same place that we were, even though we saw the downtown Santa. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom, we were too scared to go say anything to him. I remember that. We were like, no, mom and dad, don't make us. We're terrified, please. I don't even remember how old we were. No, I don't remember either. We were at the Taco Bell that has been gone from Southdale for probably over 12, 13 years now. Mm, Taco Bell. We do like that in this house. We sure do. So, if you like B-movies, 
this is one that you need to add to your list. And you know, it's a good one. But it's a bad one. But it's good because it's bad. It's good to be bad. And the thing is about some of these more, these badder movies, they wouldn't make movies like this nowadays. They don't. And it's kind of disappointing. And when they do, it's as if they're doing it on purpose, which destroys it because they have to think that they're doing a wonderful job in order for us to enjoy it and make fun of it. Come on. But you know what? I bet that there are lots and lots of hidden, wonderful B-movies that we haven't even found yet. And that if you guys know of any, you got to let us know. Because we obviously love B-movies on this podcast. I mean, we've done how many of them for you guys now? And how can you contact us? Well, funny you ask. You could email us at thegalafam at gmail.com. And I mean, this entire season, we've done some good stuff, but mostly bad stuff, honestly. Yeah, and... and if you watch our YouTube channel, you know that things can get kind of heavy over there because we talk a lot about politics and uh, human rights and state of the world, and it's not all that fun these days. So we needed something a little more lighthearted over here on our podcast. We wanted to talk about our love of movies and TV and share our knowledge with you and learn some more, too, and just kind of be ourselves and explore the world in a little bit of a different way. Because, you know, after all, like we've said before, those movies like Santa Claus or like Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny are, are what YouTubers come out of. Mm -hmm. We're the low budget movie makers of today. We're the ones who, who make movies for Patreon, YouTube, Twitch even. And this is why you see mainstream media is not doing as well because they're not tapping into that. They don't know how. And I think, oh, well, no, we have a YouTube channel where we upload clips from our main, you know, uh, channel, our news hour. But that's not really what people want. People want to see this shot on video type stuff, this uh videos that were dubbed in and you made your own costumes and they want to see people learning how to act and starting out and the little guys because the little guys are more genuine they're more fun and it's isn't it just wonderful to see people believing in what they're working on going out on their own going out on a limb and loving their work even if it's just horrible yeah, I think that without these, you don't have, you know, the YouTubers, a small budget, you know, shot on, you know, camera or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them. I mean, yes, they were shot in 35 millimeter back in the day, and now we shoot them on um, little scan discs, but it's the same basic principle. Mm -hmm. And these big things, MSM or whatever you want to call it, would do well to go to the YouTubers and the social media influencers and give them opportunities because that's what people want to see. I mean, I would so much rather watch YouTube than TV any any hour, any day of the week. It's just more interesting and it's I, I feel like I'm doing something really good actually by supporting small business and they don't do it. They're really stuck in their ways. And what happens when you get stuck in your ways is your business will die. Yeah. And people who are 
on these independent platforms have bigger uh, audiences and are allowed to speak freely and are happier. I mean, yeah, they'll make spoof movies today, but you won't see them shot in the same way. Mm. Or, like, even if you listen to, like, old, like, um, cassette tapes or records, those sound better because when they laid down, oh, my God, I should myself into a nerd. When they laid down the tracks, now they lay down the track, this track and that track and this track and this track and that track and this track and this track and that track. But in the olden days, they laid it all down into mm -hmm. tape. Like, if you listen to, like, Wasting Light Mm -hmm. by Foo Fighters. I mean, they, they, he went back to the original, and I think that that's kind of brings it some charm. And now with things like Filmora and iMovie and all these editing software and all of this stuff that you can do for free to very little money, we can edit almost as well as these big multi-billion dollar corporations where we can produce content also and compete with them and they're not used to that. And no, I, mean, I think that a lot of these big things underestimate us. But if Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny can make it, then anybody can make it. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the other thing, too, that we need to at least you know put out there is that a YouTuber would make that video. Like a big like production company owned by who owned by you know Universal wouldn't. But one of them would get the cult following and the other would be forgotten. Yeah, and I think that when, especially if you go back through like Mystery Science Theater and Cinematic Titanic and Rift Tracks and whatever else may be out there, that's what brings these guys apart is they will bring out these good movies, they'll bring out these movies that were, you know, hidden gems that were forgotten about and they'll put them back in the public eye. And even with that, things like MST3K was started in someone's living room. Mm -hmm. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. That was a grassroots idea. And it was not started by MGM or anything giant like that. It exploded and it was something that was always still kind of small, though. And it's beloved and has a cult following. And we love it, too. And... It Movies like this are why I love film history because they take the, these little tiny movies that, you know, nobody knew anything about and they just think they, they, it starts with the idea, an idea that someone has. I mean, yes, a lot of these movies should never have been made in the first place. Oh, I'm happy they were but made. we're happy they're made. And Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny is just kind of silly because it's a concept that that's probably why they put the secondary film in it, because otherwise the film would be maybe half an hour long at most. Yeah, and they always say that if you want to get started on YouTube or filming videos and jump in, get your camera out and click record and just start going. Inertia takes over. Just, you got it go from somewhere and if you look at our first YouTube video or even our first podcast the sound was not great because we had no idea what we were doing it you're never going to get better unless you start practicing and learning and trying and you see that in film history too and you know I think that a lot of why we are YouTubers why we do podcasts like this is because we want to show you where we came from what 
our roots are like. And I think that's what makes this podcast so interesting is you get to learn more about your genre and what we like. We're also just obsessed with B-movies. Oh, God, I can't remember the time where I wasn't. <laughs> we just enjoy it. And we've had bad movie parties mm-hmm. for years. And we still watch bad movies. I mean, you guys can tell. I mean, go back and count how many bad movies that we've done podcasts on. So doesn't that make you want to listen to the rest of our podcasts? I bet it does. I bet it does. There's just so many of these gems. And again... When Mystery Science Theater started out, I know this for a fact, and I will tell you this because I love it. They used to send um, shorts to them, and they used to say, riff this. Well, why don't we pick up where those guys left off? Yes, I know they're still making Mystery Science Theater. No, it is not good. Um, And you guys send us in your picks of these undiscovered B-movies, and we'll start the Mystery Science Theater tradition again. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So that's all I really got to say about that. But you can email us at thegalfam at gmail.com if you have any ideas. So I guess you're done with this podcast now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are going to end the podcast here. But that doesn't mean that we're done talking about B-movies. I mean, I could talk about B-movies for 20 or 30 or 40 years, and I wouldn't even hit scratch the surface of what I know. You know, again, we do thank Mystery Science Theater. We do thank Rift Tracks because they're the ones who give us a lot of the love that we have for these types of movies. And their actors have gone on to do some pretty cool things with podcasts and writing for shows and stuff like that. I mean, they're absolutely fascinating. However, this, we, are, we are going to end podcast here, which means that we are going to see you again next Tuesday. If you're interested, you might want to go over to YouTube and check out our channel. No, it is not as movie heavy or TV show heavy. It is more political, newsy, but it's from a non-partisan point of view. So maybe you might like it. And over there, we post videos on non-vlogmas, non-vlogtober months. Every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have a live that we attend on Sunday nights to wrap up the news of the week. Right now though, we are doing a vlogmas, which means a video a day, 25 days of Christmas, culminating with a very special video on Christmas day. You can also go follow us on Twitter at the Gal Sisters, Instagram at the Gal Fam, Facebook at the Gal Sisters. We also have a website that we built ourselves at www.thegalsisters.com. We've also just got so much interesting stuff going on, you know, TikTok. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere. You know how to reach us. And thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe and share and leave us a positive review. We will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.